This is it. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now? Hey, good morning, everybody. It's the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast. And guess what? This is episode number 79. I need to ask a favor. I want to ask you to let me tell you a couple of sad things. Or at least they're, uh, yeah, they're sad. And then we'll get to the good stuff, okay? So I promise we'll talk about geocaching, but just give me a minute. So I was listening to podcasts this week and I noticed that more and more of the podcasts that I listen to are live on YouTube or recorded on YouTube. In other words, they're video, but they also have the audio only as a podcast. And listen, I've thought about it, that what's holding me back is being a, a one-person show. I was just thinking, God, I don't want to edit even more. I don't want it to be harder. Uh, so there's that. And the other issue is where I sit in my control room is really not conducive to shooting video. I have two really large uh, monitors. They're really large TVs hanging on the wall and they're up high and I have to look up. And so my camera always makes it, it's, it's really weird. I'm always looking up and it's just, it's, it's like I'm not looking at the person I'm talking to. So I'm going to take part of the studio and I'm going to convert it to a place to do video interviews, video. I don't think they're really podcasts anymore once you do that. But you know what I mean. And that's something I want to do. Well, the sad part is the part of the studio that I could easily convert has a Hammond organ against the wall there. And I could take that corner and put in a desk that's double-sided, a little mixer, a couple of cameras, a couple of microphones, and be set up and ready to go to do this. But that organ, that organ. So I had a friend, let me back up. I had a friend, his name was Rusty Knight, and Rusty was an amazing musician. Now, as far as I knew, like the whole time I was playing live in clubs, and sometimes he would play after us, sometimes before us, uh, as far as I knew, Rusty only played organ. He actually hauled around one of those giant Hammond B3 organs and the Wurlitzers. Uh, are they, they're not called Wurlitzers, whatever they're called. The big speakers that, that rotate around. Good Lord, it was massive. And, and he was a one-man show, so he had to carry that stuff by himself somehow. I don't know how. As far as I knew, that's all he ever played. Well, as it turns out, he played guitar and he sang and he was actually a good artist all on his own. And I just never knew him that way. So anyway, what does it all come down to? Rusty played Hammond organ. I own a recording studio and Rusty and I had been friends for decades. And we kept talking about, hey, I'm going to get you in the studio and we were going to have Rusty play on a lot of the demos and the records we were doing because he's amazing. Uh, one day, Rusty was on the road with Doug Stone. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but 
If you listen to country 15, 20 years ago, Doug Stone had seven or eight number one hits and lots and lots of singles and lots of success. Well, he was playing, uh, I think, piano for Doug. And Doug's daughter, Bailey, wanted to record a song. And this story gets even a little more sideways the more I tell it. Doug was dating Rusty's girlfriend's mother, who lives not far from here. So Doug was kind of coming around the area a lot and hanging out. So they would go on tour, then the bus would come back, and he would be here with her. Well, one day, his daughter Bailey, Doug's daughter Bailey, wanted to record a song, so Rusty called to see if they could come over, and I said, yeah, you can come over. I felt pretty, you know, it was pretty awesome. It was Doug Stone, Doug's daughter Bailey, Rusty Knight, and his girlfriend, and uh, and his girlfriend's mom. So they all came over. Oh, and Rusty's daughter. And so the daughter went and got in the pool and hung out with some of our grandkids, and Bailey came in and recorded a song. And I want you to know it was a magic moment to have Doug in here. Doug played guitar on the song, and he and I and Rusty kind of swapped some songs that we had written, played some songs for each other. And we started making friends, and they even invited me to come out on the road, not to be on stage and play, uh, but just kind of ride on the bus, go with them on tour, and hang out for a little bit. And my goal was always going to be that I was going to I was going to write some songs with them. Well, that never happened. Anyway, so this organ that I have is really expensive. It's not one of the old B3s. I forget the model on it, but it is top and bottom keyboards. It is sliders like an old time organ. Uh, it's a big deal, and it takes up a lot of real estate in the studio. When I first kind of, not when I first met him, but not long after that, he actually started playing with the Doobie Brothers and was on the road with them for quite a while. And so Rusty was sort of, not sort of, he was famous in our in our area of local musicians, partly because of the people that he went on tour with, but seriously, because he was a really nice guy and we were all friends. Okay, I bought this organ only, only so that Rusty would come play organ in my studio. I've had it for about six years now, and it's never been on a record, never been on a demo. Rusty has never played it, and it's never been used. And Rusty passed away not long ago. It's been, you know, six, seven months now. But he got cancer, and he kind of died. I'm going to say unexpectedly, because he was young, and we thought he was beating it, but he did not, and he passed away. So Rusty's gone now. But the organ is still here. I'm struggling with selling the organ because it feels like it's a little bit of rusty still in the studio. Is that crazy? I don't know. I'm pretty sentimental, actually. That's something I need to do is I need, I'm going to sell the organ. So if anybody would like to buy a fancy Hammond organ that's never been played by Rusty Knight, uh, or really for that matter, anyone, feel free to hit me up. Okay, well, I bring that up because it's funny. I've just, I've just kind of been hit with a little bit of loss and, and missing some things lately. And it kind of happened the other day when I was coming back from the event down in Paris, Arkansas. Now, you guys know I listen to podcasts a lot, like all the time. 
And yes, mostly geocaching, but seriously, anything. I have a million podcasts I listen to. All the ones I'm subscribed to after one finishes, uh, the next podcast pops up with their newest episode, and it kind of keeps me going. I was driving back from Arkansas, and Geo Gearheads came on, which is something I make sure. It's one of the geocaching podcasts that I make sure that I listen to every week. Now, I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen the video, which is kind of dumb, but uh, I've certainly listened to the podcast. And this last episode was called Archive Party. What? Well, okay, so I figured it was going to be about how you can go out and get a list of archived geocaches, go out and find them and log them and save them and do all those kind of things. But that's not what it was. It was the last episode, the final episode. They were ending the podcast. Now, I don't know Daryl or Chris personally from the podcast, so I don't have any really real attachment to them as people other than I've gotten to know them over the years and I have this kind of attachment you have to someone that, that you're close to, even though they're not close to you, you're close to them. And it was shocking to me that the podcast was going to end. Selfishly, I thought about my podcast and it made me wonder, even though I've never thought about it, when will this podcast end? It made me really sad. And, and Daryl and Chris, I want you to know, even though we've never really talked, I don't know if you listen to my podcast or not, but you guys were important to me. And what you did for the community was really important and appreciated. And I want you to know that I listened every week, even though I never logged in while you were doing the podcast or the video because I didn't want to be in the audience and put you guys in the position to have to say my name, you know, because I would have been from the podcast. And you, after listening to that last episode, you probably wouldn't even have cared. I just want you guys to know we're going to miss you. If you listen to the Geo Gear Heads and you didn't know it was the last episode, I would say go listen. If you've never heard the Geo Gear Heads podcast, Guys, this last episode was episode number 526. They did that particular podcast for over 10 years. And I'm not sure I understand, but there are some episodes that are numbered differently. So there's more than 526. But I'm going to encourage you to start at the end and work your way backwards to the beginning. Yeah, it'll take you a couple of days to do it. But it's well worth listening to. And there will be days that you'll be bored, like when he talks about batteries, although I like it. And there will be days when you'll be excited. But all in all, it was a really good podcast, and you guys will be missed. Okay, those are my two sad things I wanted to talk about. Now, let's get on to geocaching. If I can change my voice, try to get excited, try to be happy, I'm going to fake it till I make it. How about that? I just got back not long ago from Paris, Arkansas, where we had crazy events. Now, I told you last week that, I, that when I went to Minnesota and did that event, that they restored my faith in these events. And this one did not disappoint. Now, we had four events that weekend, three of which I hosted and one of which Sugar and Spice hosted, uh, who's local down there in Ozark, Arkansas. Our event Friday night, which was our welcome event, 
uh, was hosted by Sugar and Spice. However, I gave credit to Yaz, who I met. I don't know why. It's a long story. I won't go into it. But on the podcast, I think it was last one or the one before, I thanked Yaz for uh, setting up the uh, event. Yaz didn't set up the event. It was David uh, and his wife, Sugar and Spice. And I apologize, guys. You want to know something funny? (laughs) Now, uh, Sugar and Spice may not find this funny, but I didn't even know that I had it wrong till I went to the Friday night event. David and his wife and son weren't quite there yet. We got there early. And Yaz was there. And when he introduced himself, I said, hey, thanks for hosting this event. And he said, I didn't host this event. Sugar and Spice did. He said, well, isn't that your wife? And everybody at the table that was local burst out in laughter because Sugar and Spice is David and his wife. So I guess I made it sound like I thought David was his wife. I did not think that. I don't know what I thought. It, it was funny. You had to be there, probably. Anyway, David, thank you for hosting the event. We had a mess of people. Do you guys say that where you're from? <laughs> it's like fish. We had a mess of fish. We had a pile of people, lots of people. In fact, we had a meeting room that I don't know how many people it could hold, but we filled it up, and they had to bring more chairs in. I'm going to guess there were more than 30 people there, and it was a nice turnout such wonderfully nice people and we had people from all over and they set the tone for the weekend now this thing might starting to be taking off which could be a problem because i'm having some doubts about these caravans and my doubts are can i really pull this off 12 months in a row without having a heart attack you know We had people from Louisiana, we had people from Joplin, Missouri, Springfield, Missouri, Webb City, Missouri, Houston, Missouri. We had people from Oklahoma City, Ponca City, Oklahoma. Uh, We had lots of people from Arkansas, and we even had a reviewer show up on our last event. Uh, Chuck Walla showed up at our, uh, well, it wasn't our last event, it was our Saturday night event. But anyway, Friday night was wonderful. Uh, We gave away. Actually, David did all that, too. He had some things to give away. And guess what? He said, "Okay, our next prize is a magnet key holder. And I said, well, I'm going to win that. And somebody drew the name out of the hat. And guess what? Where is it now? Well, it should be because who deserves a magnet that's going to go on a guardrail more than where is it now? And I said at that party, I better get some favorite points on these. You know what? I'm going to tell all you guys. When you're finding my magnets on guardrails, I better start getting some favorite points. You think you don't like them, maybe, until these last month, month and a half, where snow has been deep, the ice has been out, and by golly, you can find these magnets on guardrails, can't you? So maybe it's wrong to ask for favorites for those. But anyway, I want it, so... I will be hiding at least one more guardrail cache. Get ready. So Saturday morning, we had our next event at 8.45 a.m. And guess what? Everybody showed up. I mean, all the people from last night and a few more showed up. And that was at the Eiffel Tower Park, downtown Paris, Arkansas. And they had a really nice actual Eiffel Tower there. Now, there are two towns that I've been to named Paris. None of them in France. I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm working on it. But there's Paris, Arkansas and Paris, Texas. 
and they both have Eiffel Towers. You know who's his biggest? That's right, Texas. But you know who's his best? Yep, Paris. Uh, Paris, Arkansas. It's really pretty. It was an Eiffel Tower built on top of a fountain, like a water fountain, and it was just nice. It was a nice little park, and that's where we met that morning, and everybody kind of got together. We decided where we were going to go, who we were going to go with, and we took good pictures at every event. And by the way, you can see those pictures on the um, Four State Geocaching Society Facebook group. There's one for all four events. We got in our cars and we went out and started doing the Eiffel Tower. Now, the day before, uh, my new friend, uh, PeaceFrog77 from Ponca City, had driven in. As soon as she got checked into her hotel, I picked her up and we went out and got 20, 25 mystery caches in a different geoart. Guys, it was muddy. It was the, Actually, the weekend was a mud fest. My car is ruined. I'm not kidding. My clothes, my car, every, you know, I, ha <laughs> I have a pair of shoes. I'll have to, I don't know what I'll do to get those get the mud off but anyway we went out and got caches and then saturday morning when we went out we decided we were going to finish the eiffel tower geo art that day so it was me peace frog 77 my daughter jules from joplin who mistakenly moved to springfield missouri and uh, so her name doesn't make as much sense and my granddaughter manthe 08 uh, from springfield the four of us got in the car and we went out. And I want to thank Jules of Joplin right now for being the one that got out almost every time and got the cash and logged it for us. And while I drove, you know, I got out some, but not much. We mainly stayed in the car. Now, Peace Frog got out quite a bit too. We found them all, guys. We found, we fit well, we finished the Eiffel Tower. We had two DNFs. Uh, one, oh wait, I think I ended up getting that one. Wooden block accidentally, a car was coming, so they were in their car signing and a car came, and so they pulled off to let the car get by and forgot to put the container back. So we DNF'd that one, and we also DNF'd another one that um, was supposed to be buying an abandoned farmhouse, but it was no longer abandoned. It was right in their driveway at one time and people were living there and there was a big dog on the front porch who I don't think would have liked me getting out of the car. But anyway, so we DNF too. It's funny, Sunday morning, which we'll get to in just a minute, when I saw Woodenblock, he said, oh, I saw you DNF that. Here, it's in my hand. And so I signed it and they took it back and dropped it back off where it's supposed to be. Um, if anybody else listening had to DNF that one, I don't remember which one it is. It's back now. I know that's not that helpful. Um, so anyway, we got out there and we got all the Eiffel Tower. We turned it all smiley yellows with the exception of those two little blue sad faces. And we also got some traditionals, a couple of events, uh, five uh, adventure lab caches. It was a busy day. And, uh, and then we had to get back to go to the event. Now, I'm going to I'm going to complain here for just a minute. You guys hang with me. In fact, there's something you need to know about me. And this is really true. I'm not making this up. And my friends know this. 
If we're friends, your friends are my friends, and your enemies are my enemies. I'm telling you that because you should be mad like I'm mad. We called and made arrangements for the Saturday night event over a month in advance. We called the restaurant. Uh, a worker answered, said, I don't know, because I had to get permission. I don't know. Let me have my owner call you. The owner called me on my cell phone number. I told her what day we were coming, what time we were coming, that we would have 30 to 40 people. She said, great. Uh, if we have any troubles, I'll call you, let you know. Well, she didn't call me. We got there about 20 minutes before the event. And thanks to Chuck Walla for uh, uh, warning us that the restaurant was closed, we went over there and they had been closed for days, it looked like. And look, if, they, if you know those people and they tell you it's because of the snow or ice, no, it is not. There was no snow or ice on the roads and we'd been out caching, you know, for days. So anyway, we got there and they were not there. So we had minutes to find another location. And luckily we found the pizza barn in Paris and really nice people. I said, can we bring 35 people in here and all eat? And they said, sure. The place was empty when we got there. And our server, Teresa, I don't think she's a geocacher, but Teresa, if you ever listen to the podcast, you are one of the best servers I have worked with in years and not only were you good but you were good and you were fast with 30 35 people she took all the drink orders she took all the food orders she served everyone she picked up the dishes and she rang everybody up she did everything but cook it and she took care of us like nobody i won't say nobody was waiting on pizzas to be cooked but nobody was waiting on teresa we had a really good event. Uh, Chuck Walla did make it to that event. So Chuck, it was nice to have met you. And, and it was fun. Now, here's the thing. Friday, I'd found 20 or 25 caches with Peace Frog and I both getting out in and out of the truck. Uh, then that day, we'd found close to 100 caches. And I was worn out. I mean, and plus I was camping. Don't forget that. I was really tired and really sore. And I left my own event early. I was the first one to leave. Guys, I hope you forgive me. The next morning, uh, we got up early and we met, well, 9 a.m. We had the next meeting and the final say goodbye meeting at 9 a.m. on Sunday back at the Eiffel Tower Park. And it was a very intimate and wonderful group of people. There were maybe 10 or 12 of us. We all got a chance to say goodbye, a little more bonding. And then some of us went geocaching some more and the rest of us headed home. And I got to tell you, it was a really good event. Now, two things I want to point out, both about wooden block. All right, three things, <laughs> three things, all three about wooden block. Wooden block, they live, uh, Steve and Betty live in Webb City, Missouri. I live in Webb City, Missouri. The campground I was camping in was in Webb City, Arkansas. Now, while I was out geocaching Friday before I saw them, um, every <laughs> cache I got to already had their name on it. They'd been there two weeks prior and stayed for four days. So like no matter where I go in the country, Wooden Block already has their name on the log. So I'm stamping my name right underneath theirs. When I get to the campground, 
Yeah, you guessed it. They're there with their camper. So we got to camp in the same campground. What was the third thing? Hmm. I don't think I remember. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. You guys will forgive that, won't you? All in all, it was a good event. Now, I said earlier, I'm a little bit worried about continuing this. And here is my fear. When it goes well, it's fun. But it really is a lot of work. Setting up the events, getting there, being responsible, supposedly staying till they're over, um, and just kind of making sure there's a lot to do and a lot of fun to have. Hey, can you hear that? Somebody just followed us on Instagram and our counter added them to the mix. We're at $5.99. Okay, squirrel, sorry. So it's a lot of work and it was cold this weekend. Not cold like Tulsa was where it was bone chilling. I mean, but it was cold. And it was nothing like, you know, I keep thinking soon. <laughs> well, actually, today is 71 degrees. Come on, it was 20 and 30 while we were geocaching. Now it's in the 70s. But I keep thinking those events would be so much more fun in the spring, summer, fall. But we're going to, I mean, this is probably the last month of cold that we'll have these. And then we'll probably have that again in the winter. So I don't know. I said I was going to do it. I want to do what I said I would do. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. When I first had the idea, I just thought we would hold a couple of events in a town and people would come hang out with us. And that's what we attempted to do in Tulsa. And a couple of people came down here because there was probably 300 mystery caches inside three geo arts and because there's a power trail uh, really close by of, tr of uh, traditional caches and all kinds of other caches to get it really was an area where you could travel to and say wow I mean I no matter what I like in geocaching it's all available here it was really a fun place to go now, in March, the events are going to be in Joplin, Missouri, and Neosho, Missouri. And I hope you come hang out with us. Friday night will be in Neosho. I don't know the location yet, but I think that event has posted uh, Saturday morning. It's going to be at the Superman Museum and Ice Cream Parlor. And I promise you that's worth going to. You can order kryptonite to drink and get Superman ice cream and see all the Superman memorabilia. I can't say that word this morning. And I'll have a new geocache that'll be hidden there uh, that I think you'll like. And then Saturday night, there is, we're going to be at the Bookhouse Cinema watching a movie, and Chris, uh, Viking Chris, is hosting that event. So we have three different hosts hosting three different events so far. Now, I hope it's worth you guys coming. I think it will be. The events will definitely be worth coming. The geocaching, I've had this area farmed out for so many years, I can't tell you, but I think it'll be fun no matter what you do, but we don't have any geo art. So you'll come and do more normal things. When we were in Arkansas, it was obvious to me when people are coming four and a half to six hours away to come to your event, it was obvious that this appeared to be a big event to people big enough to drive in even if you didn't know who we were and what we were doing this could have just as easily been uh, <laughs> one meeting at a pizza place 
and everybody left and those people would have driven forever kind of i don't want to say for nothing but it turned out to be a little bit of an epic week or weekend and now i want them all to be that way i'm just a little concerned that i can't live up to it can't do it but i'm gonna try okay so here's your homework go listen to the geo gearheads and in fact go listen to all the other hosts that put their blood, sweat, and tears into their podcast about geocaching. They would love to have more listeners. Guys, I'm going to do what you should be doing. I'm going to go get some geocaches, and I think you should too. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast. Please subscribe, rate us five stars in your reviews, and tell your friends about the podcast. Now, be good lads and lassies, and go and find a geocache.